Welcome to another edition of Oh No Not Them, the show where formats don't matter. There is no plan. And it's all bullshit anyway. Come along for the ride. Here are your hosts, Eric, Jim, and Bill. How you doing, fuckers? I'm wonderful. I'm doing okay. Just okay? I have have a little rant. Okay. No, just a small one. Just a small one. I don't know if you guys have heard that uh, somebody out there, some genius, wanted to use AI software to make a new Randy Rhodes song. Yes. Okay, I guess you didn't hear it. No. Yeah. No. They, they want to use, like, basically the existing stuff of Randy Rhodes, throw it into an AI machine, and make a new Randy Rhodes song. Okay. But, and here's the best part, you'll be surprised, Sharon Osbourne put put the kibosh on it. She said, not happening. <laughs> it's like ev- everything, Finally. Everything Sharon. Randy Rhodes has done is, is done. There's not going to be anything new. Finally, Sharon did something I fucking agree with. No, you can't do it. Randy's dead. <laughs> Everything that's out there is out there. Yeah, so, but I, again, I, I I think this AI stuff is just, it's getting out of control. Somebody, it is. Somebody did Back in Black with Bon Scott singing. Huh. Well, I've heard stuff of like James Hetfield singing, yeah, shit, and it's like just fucking stop. <laughs> yep, I can't. I but that was I heard that news, and I'm like, but and Sharon said no. Yeah, well, because she can't make any money off of it. Oh, I'm sure she could by just you know giving them or whatever licensing is whatever. But well, no, she doesn't have like. I, I don't know what she owns. I mean, she owns, of course, the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, her and Ozzy own the music. But the, uh, the, and that's where AI becomes like a murky fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I, I, I don't know. It's weird. It's fucking weird. Uh, did you watch that Raiders and Vikings game? Unfortunately. Oh, my God. How bad was that? That was terrible. Um, they tied the record for the lowest scoring game in NFL history. And it was, what, two-minute morning? It was still 0-0, zero, zero, am I right? Yeah. It was, I mean, defensively, it was a great game. Yeah. But neither of them, could, they couldn't fucking, they couldn't find the end zone with a fucking compass. <laughs> um, I mean, like I said, defensively, it was a very good game for, on both sides. Yeah. Robert Spillane had two and a half sacks. Uh, Max Crosby had two and a half sacks. The Raiders total, I think, had seven sacks. Um, the Vikings had four sacks. A very, very well defensively played game. It's just neither fucking team could find the end zone. <laughs> it was it was terrible. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to miss probably the first quarter of the Raiders game tonight. Well, that's right. The, yeah, they're on against the Chargers tonight. Yes, they are. Well, in... In fantasy football news, I got the first round. Bye bye bye. End. I'm the I'm the come on. No, I'm gonna wait till the championship game. If you make it, I'm gimmicking it. Give give it up. I'm gimmicking it for for the for the MVP. No. No. Yes. No. I I smile. I, I, smoke I will league. I will buy anybody in the league the trophy. <laughs> 
I'm on a f- except you. I'm on a five game win streak and got myself in the fourth place. The only reason you're that high in the playoffs is you're in a dog shit division. Yes, I am. If you were in our division, you'd be nowhere near the fucking because Jimmy has the same record as me and he's already eliminated. Yeah. Yeah. Because he ended up in the one good division. But I went from, you know, two and whatever to seven and seven. When you play in a dog shit division, that'll happen. Well, I'm scoring a lot of points, though. When you play in a dog shit division, it'll happen. Oh, by the way, Sunday night, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall at your house. Ooh, it was. It was, it, it was quiet. Oh. I bet. Lisa got mad at me for... I wasn't even doing anything, oh, like like cheering or anything like that. I was just smiling, uh huh, and just at every turnover. Well, she gave me hell. Tonight. You open your mouth. Don't open. Well, you run your mouth at my house at this. I don't. I don't run my mouth. I know better. I sit there quietly. I, and, I, I didn't take the win. I didn't think that Lisa would have the issue. Oh, Ryan just went upstairs. He didn't want to hear. <laughs> he wanted. He, he took his ball and went home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How Eagles fans? How about fucking Mahomes throwing a, a temper tantrum? <laughs> it was awesome. The, the the thing that I like when they were bitching about it, they were like, "Well, normally they're supposed to tell you when you line up offsides." No, they're no, not. they're not. That's like saying like the only time that really happens is when a wide receiver goes out. Am I good? Yes. That's the only time you ever see that. They will look at the side judge. Am I good? Yes. And he will signal yes or no. You know, either, you know, you're covering, blah, 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 blah. But I mean, that's like saying if somebody on defense is lined up off sides, you're supposed to say, hey, uh, please back up before they snap the ball. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Bosa, can you back up a step? How about it? No. Fuck you. (laughs) I can't believe they. I had, I tell you what, even though the Raiders. You know, I mean, the Raiders lost to the Vikings. I had such a good football weekend <laughs> because, that, well, I mean, personally, you could have fucking dropped the tactical nuke on AT&T Stadium before the crowd got there, and I'd have been okay with it. Because <laughs> fuck the Cowboys and fuck the Eagles. But worst case, Ontario, and I got a root for one of them, Believe it or not, I'm rooting for the fucking Cowboys. I had I had gag reflex. That's the first time I actually ever rooted for the Cowboys. Uh, dude, it was fucking. It was. I I I I love watching the Eagles fans just fucking shrink back. You know, yeah. fucking. I I listen to the crickets, man. Well, I remember when I was at the game the week before. And these the people behind me are, oh, yeah, well, we're going to see you here in January. I want you here in these seats in January. I'm like, you're going to be going to California, pal. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great. And then the, then the shit that happened with the fucking Chiefs. Yep. Uh, to the Packers. <laughs> that was a shock. Yeah. Oh, I fucking loved it. And, and the, the shame of it was it was actually a really cool play. It was actually a really cool play. Yep. Uh, you know, it was just great field awareness by Kelsey to make that pitch. Mm-hmm. Too bad. <laughs> Fuck nuts was lined up off sides. <laughs> and then to have Fat Andy and fucking Mahomes blow a gasket afterwards. Yeah. That was even better. 
Andy was just pissed off because he was gonna be late getting to the fucking Waffle House. Oh, fucking boy. tubby bitch. Oh, come on. Oh, fuck Andy Reid. Anyway, uh, I had an interesting situation a few days ago. I'm going to work. I gotta go down to. Uh, I gotta go down toward uh, Reading, toward Shillington, mm-hmm. right? Which is another story entirely. We're not going to get into that. But I get on to 248, right? I get on to to take the entrance. And at the merge point, I see broken glass and some plastic sitting there. (laughs) And I'm like, hmm, must have been a slight fender bender. And then I go up a little further, and there's two cars along the side of the road. Three people standing outside, and two of them is throwing hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I wish I would have seen it. Oh, it was fucking great. That 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 merge point is just oh God. Every morning, every morning, it's like a race to just get the slowest. Well, then, well, I I almost got clipped today up in Wilkesbury. Um, I was coming. I. Coming down from getting my lunch at Jersey Mike's, mm-hmm. to, uh, and now I'm in the right-hand lane to get onto 315, right? Yes. There's a shopping center across the across the uh, Monday, Monday Monday Street. Okay. Okay. Guy comes out from the Monday Street shopping center, shoots across three lanes of traffic to jump in front of me. To get on 315. Oh, wow. Oh, you think I curse well normally. You should have heard that. I, I was like the dog, man. Head hanging out the window and everything. Fucking yelling at his Oh, ass. God. I was waiting. I was waiting for him to fucking pull over. I would have loved it. But anyway. <laughs> should we jump into it? Yep. It's going to be It's going to be a long one. Yeah, it is. Uh, this is week two of the Motorhead Deep Dive. Um, last week we did the first eight albums. Mm-hmm. Seven if you want to count Motorhead's time, go by Motorhead's timeline. But uh, we're going to start this week with their eighth official, eighth official studio album. Mm-hmm. Really the ninth, but we're not going to argue. Rock and Roll. I gotta find it. Oh, fucking eight. Put your shit in order. I didn't have the list. Well, I mean, I had the list, but not anyway. I gave you yes, both no, the list. I have the list. Now, I have it at home, but hold on. It's in this. Anyway, What's rock it? and roll. Uh, peaks at number 150 on the Billboard charts. And since most of the Motorhead stuff doesn't chart, I'm not going to say, well, it didn't chart. Mm-hmm. If it charts, we'll say something. Other than that, we're just going to go by, go okay. past it. And our cast of characters this this album is we have Filthy Animal Taylor on drums, Wurzel and Wizzo on guitars, mm-hmm. and of course, Let Me Kill Mr. on vocals. Mm-hmm. And bass. And bass. Brian, hey, what's up? Uh, we had some technical difficulties, Brian. We had to restart the... We had to restart the stream. Anyway. Album opens up with a track called Rock and Roll. 
absolutely fucking phenomenal. Yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic song, a great anthem, great opener. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite songs on the album, to be yes. completely honest. I would I would have to. Agree. Oh yeah, definitely. Speaking of anthems, track number two. This, if for nothing more than the video, this song is fucking fantastic. I, I didn't eat the rich. I didn't like this one that much. I I first knew about this song because I watched the movie. Yes. And as much as I hate cannibalism, I love the movie. What's the movie? Eat the rich. Eat the rich. Oh. Yeah. It's it's a it's a, I have the movie. It's a wonderful movie. There's a lot of British humor in it. Um, Lemmy plays a character called Spider. Uh-huh. Who's, I think he's an assassin of some sort. Yes. Um, Get the hell out of here. Oh, yeah. It's, it, and again, it is British humor at its finest, and it is, it's a great movie, and that's where I first heard the song. Uh-huh. Because it's more or less the soundtrack. Of yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, Aerosmith did a different version. Not very Slightly. <laughs> yeah, slightly different song. <laughs> this is, well, I've noticed after going through all these albums that a lot of songs have the same titles. Yeah. As other Music. Oh, yeah. I mean, whatever. What are you going to do? Um, Eat the Rich. Well, I just want one of my favorite, all-time all time favorite Motorhead songs. Definitely a yes for me. Okay. Track number three, we have a song called Blackheart. Another good one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good song. A little repetitive, but a good song. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's Motorhead doing Motorhead things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're so consistent, it's fucking ridiculous. How consistently good mm-hmm. everything from Motorhead is, and you know what you're getting. Motorhead is a known commodity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now we have one of Motorhead's many love letters to the United States. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stone Deaf in the USA. Love this. Yeah, song. this is like a great driving song. Oh yes, that, that's what I have too. A great song to drive to. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know what? Hold on, I gotta take this fucking sweatshirt off. I have a heater on down here because this one's Vagine. Look, if you didn't have the heater on, I would just, I would just layer, layer, bundle up. I was, I was thinking of the word. Well, I bring a blanket, maybe a cloak, a robe. What are those uh, things? The snugglies? You need a fucking snuggie. I have a snuggie. I'm a Dallas snuggie. Don't, don't, ever don't bring it here. here. No. Don't ever do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm. F- I sometimes wear it backwards because it's like a robe too. I'm fucking dying down here. <sighs> Amateurs. What? <laughs> Pitch, please. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> track number five. Oh, the blessing. The, the blessing. <laughs> the blessing. We do. We had a little spoken word intro, inter, interlude by the wonderful Michael Palin, oh. and the story behind this was fabulous because they were recording in Michael's studio. Oh, okay, and, really? Yes, and they they said, "Could we get him down here to do something, a little bit?" He said, "Well, well," and he shows up um, in this like dapper suit with his hair slick. It's like, what are we all doing then? No. <laughs> and then he said, "We want you to do something like in the life of Brian." When he was up on top of the yes. yeah yeah, and he did that that whole yes. speech just right off the cuff. Oh, and he just just for 
so they can have one more pair of trousers. Yes. <laughs> God, you've seen people without trousers, so you know their problem. <laughs> Fucking great. And, I mean, I'm down with anything Motorhead or Monty Python, so mm-hmm. that, was, that was a wonderful crossover. Number seven, or number six, rather, mm-hmm. a track called The Wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Brian, the, not the life of you. <laughs> He's not the Messiah. <laughs> He's definitely not the Messiah. All right. Yeah, oh, we man. have the wolf. Shit. What? What? I have good song, and then I wrote something. And But I think overall it's a good song. I, I There was en- another thought in there. I enjoyed this song, and I... I, I I think this is the first time they ever used like a weird effect because they had the howl in the beginning and the howl at the end. That was that, that was Lemmy. Oh, that's what I have about the howl. Kind of didn't need to be there, but right. It it didn't need to be there. I yeah, I get that. Cool. Yeah, it was it was yeah, nice. Look, putting a putting the animal effects in in songs, nobody needs it. Nobody needs to hear the chickens at the end of some of those songs by Jackal. Or goofy shit like that. Just leave the animal noises off. Says the guy who just talked about Aerosmith's Eat the Rich and all the goofy shit in that fucking song. Yeah. That was on Aerosmith's Get a Grip album. Correct. Which was a little bit later in the career. We've discussed this. Still a good album. They're getting old and senile and shit, so... You know, we discount those. Oh. Anyway, moving on. Mm-hmm. Song called Traitor. What do you guys got? I, good groove song. Uh, Just it had a groove to it. I, I liked it. I couldn't get into that guitar sound in this in this song. Really? For some reason, I I don't know why. It just had a weird, weird, weird sound to me. Mm. I liked it. Uh, if they if they could have sl- if they would have slowed this down, this could have been. Like a uh, another patented Motorhead sleazy blues tune. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, so I. Track number eight, we got dogs. Okay, I love the guitar hook in this. Uh huh. Definitely, and it was just another good song. Yeah, very good song. The political statements in this song were absolutely phenomenal. Oh yeah, I, 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 is this the first time that they you think that they got political? No, no, far from it. Okay, but it yeah. was it was like I was it was like this one was in your face. Oh, they they have some stuff on the on previous records that's you know in your face about politics, especially you know the politics of of Britain at the time. Yeah, because we're still in the Thatcherite junta. <laughs> was this Thatcher? Uh, yeah, it's the tail end of Thatcher. Oh. I think it's I think it's the tail end of Thatch of of Maggie, Maggie, <laughs> the Iron Lady. Oh, you ever play Grand Theft Auto San Andreas? Yes. When the with the with uh with Maka and the, the two British dudes. Oh, it's been so long since I, I was going to say it's been forever. That you got to rescue out in the desert. Yeah, again, it's been so long since I've done that. And the one guy, is, uh, he uh, he goes to a spank bank. He has a he has a masturbation problem. Um, he's a chronic masturbator. Uh, in the video game. Yeah. I mean, they they never show it in the video game, but you know what's going on. And he goes to his spank bank, and he brings up Thatcher. 
Oh god. Yeah, she is still. Um, there's a British politician now, uh, uh, Kia Starmer, and he is just a Thatcher junkie. Really? Where he's been photoshopped wearing Thatcher's hairstyle. Damn. Because because he is like he's like emulates her policies, like verbatim. God damn. But he's he, again there there is he's popular over there right now. Hmm. Well, and, and the thing is, like the the ultra conservatives like Thatcher mm-hmm. have really fallen out of favor. Not over there. Well, yeah. uh, the uh, conservatives, uh, yeah, Rishi Sunak. Um, it's like the the whole party is like conservative at this point. Well, I mean the conservative party. Yeah. But the conservative party has lost a lot of power from the days of Thatcher. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean you had the you had the more liberal MPs and prime ministers, mm-hmm. you know, we had guys like Tony Blair and mm-hmm. whatnot. But uh, yeah. Yeah. The latest the latest thing to ruffle the feathers over there is the TV license just went up astronomically. Really? Yeah. Well, that they're doing that to combat uh, streaming. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yep. You see, folks, <laughs> in England, uh, there's there's no commercial breaks in the middle of a TV show. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Okay? There's no commercial breaks in the middle of the TV show. All your adverts, as they say across the pond, all your adverts are at the end of the sh- at the end of the block mm-hmm. of time. But you also pay for a TV license over there. Correct. For every device yes. that can watch TV. Yes. Speaking of, of this is going to be about stuff going up. Um, this whole electric vehicle thing, uh, the federal government had a rebate. If you bought an electric car, you would get, what, four or $5,000 back. To two thousand, I don't know what the amount was. I don't know what the amount mm-hmm. was. Well, now they just came out with and said, uh, if any of the parts of that battery are made in China, no. Then we were just talking at work. There's talk about states implementing. States have implemented the the EV tax. The re- well, no, for registering your vehicle every year, it could be anywhere from two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking. So- and Pennsylvania, being the trendsetters that they are, because we have the highest gas taxes in the nation, mm-hmm. to offset the losses of the forty-seven thousand approximate EVs in the state of Pennsylvania, they figured they're losing about. $290 a year in gas taxes from each of the EVs. Hmm. So they want to put a essentially a $300 yeah. a year levy on EVs in the state of Pennsylvania. That works. Good. Yeah. If you're going if you're going to do if you're going to get one of you got the money to get one of those vehicles, you got money to pay the tax. But hybrids are not going to be in on it. Hybrids are correct because hybrids do have a combustion engine. Yes. Hybrids are not included in it. Anyway, moving on. Want to drive yes. your silent car around? What? Yeah, the one that got me was the fucking electric Harley. <laughs> yeah, I know. No. The fucking, uh, they, it was called the Harley Livewire. No. Yeah, yeah, good no. Name, good name, though. Yeah. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> no. Anyway, right. next song is called All For You. This is, I gotta say, Lemmy harmonizing 
is glorious. Yes. yes. It really is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's wonderful. I, I agree. This is a very good song. Yeah. And you know the thing is, even Motorhead's nice songs are grimy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's just a Lemmy thing. It is. It's his voice. Yeah. I mean, look at a song like we'll talk about. Uh, we we'll talk about it later. Actually, we'll I'll save it. Mm-hmm. And the the album ends with Boogeyman. Yeah, this is a good ending to an album. It, it's you know the bass intro is so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm down with any fucking Lemmy bass intro. I'm down with anything Lemmy does essentially. Mm-hmm. But um, like I. For for the spark, I had to re I had to uh, reinstall the app okay. on my phone, so I lost all my presets, including my <laughs> fucking Lemmy. Oh, oh I, dude, I found a great <laughs> Lemmy preset. I you know I throw I throw the freaking I throw the Rickenbacker I throw the pickup switch in the middle. I co- I tap the coil to get the old school sound. Mm-hmm. Oh my fuck. Oh lordy, lordy! Oh god, it's 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 a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So, what do you get the album? Well, I'm gonna say this was a solid album. I understand this was hated by a lot of people. Yeah, I didn't. I, I give I gave it a seven point five. It was, it was a very good album. Yeah, you know, not their best outing, but a very good album. I'm surprised people shit on this. Mm-hmm. Did people really shit on this album? Yeah, yeah. This I, was not a popular album. I actually this is the first time I ever listened to this album. I actually loved. It. I'm giving it an eight. I'm I'm with I'm with Jim on this one. I enjoyed this album. I gave it an eight as well. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna move on to something we talked about before, and to this day, still my favorite Motorhead album. Yeah, I'll bury the lead on that too. It's mine as well. 1916, their ninth official studio album, released in January of 1991. This one peaks at number 142 on the U.S. charts. And now this one, our cast of characters, we have Filthy Animal Taylor on drums, Wurzel and Wizzle on guitars, and Lemmy on on bass and vocals. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we talked about this one before... But we're going to talk about it again. This didn't get any gold or anything like that? No, it wasn't certified anywhere. But it was up for a Grammy. Yeah. Um, Starts off with a punch in the fucking throat (laughs) to get shit going. The one to sing the blues. Yeah. Yep. Great song. Oh, yeah. I even have a note. Unless otherwise noted, every song on this album is great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm... we're going to talk about everything, but yeah. it's going to be pretty quick. We can rapid fire yeah. this. Yep. Um, track number two. I often said that if I was a pro wrestler, this would be my walkout music. I'm so bad, baby, I don't care. Yeah. Yep. It's one that I, it's like, it is. it personifies you very well. <laughs> Kiss the whip, eat the gun, tell me it ain't fair. Midnight victim, hit and run. I'm so bad, baby, I don't care. Yep. Fucking love this song. From the first time I heard it, because this was, this was the lead single off the record. Really? Yeah. From the first time I heard this, I'm like, oh, fuck, Motorhead's back. Mm-hmm. And I went out and I bought the CD, like, instantaneously. 
And I've had a copy of this since 1991 mm-hmm. in one medium or another. Yeah. Yeah, I think I bought it when it came out as well. Right. Actually, I think I first bought it on cassette. I'm not sure. I know I, I'd have. To, I know I have it on, on, CD. But I might have it on cassette. I I don't know which ones I have on cassette, which ones I don't anymore. Yeah, this is a a fantastic fucking mm-hmm. song. Um, the video is great. Everything's fucking wonderful on this. Here's another indictment of religion <laughs> from Motorhead, <laughs> and another one of my absolute all-time favorite Motorhead songs. No Voices in the Sky. Yep. It's a beautiful one. Awesome guitar in this. Oh, dude, Wurzel and Wizzo were a fantastic tandem. Yeah. Wizzo, by the way, is Phil Campbell. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a name. Get used to it. He's yeah. he's here for the long haul. Um, other than Lemmy, he was the longest tenured member of Motorhead ever. Um, but, yeah, Wurzel and Wizzo did some fucking amazing work on this album. Um, the, the whole album is just fantastic top to bottom. Number four, short, sweet, about life on the road, going to Brazil. And it's like going going to rock and Rio. Like, like, fucking, you know, like rockabilly. This had like a rockabilly feel to it. I I, I mean, their motorhead, they play rock and roll. Yeah, it was. But yeah, this is, Lemmy wrote this about a trip down to rock and Rio. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, to think about that. Think about seeing Motorhead with a hundred thousand of your closest friends. Jesus. I, I gotta say though, I mean, when you hear this song and the and the tale it tells, every Motorhead interview, let me let, let me interview any time let me he never acts like David Lee Roth, Sebastian Bach, jumping all over like he's got ADD. He's just calm, cool. And he's fucking wired on speed. Yeah, like like the, the interview that he had on the cliff or whatever it was. At all. Uh, decline. Yeah. It's just, you know, he just said, yeah, uh, uh, they came up with it, headbangers, motor headbangers. He just decided that one day. Yeah. But it's like, but then you hear this song and you swear that they were bouncing off the fucking walls of the plane. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a, and, and, and let me sit there just, oh, good let's come down right, it's a long flight no way no way he I, I swear he, when the camera was on he calmed his ass down probably but, but yeah uh, going to Brazil is such a fucking great song mm-hmm. um next is the weird one on the record which I still enjoyed Nightmare oh, yeah. Dream Time yep I love it too yeah, this is the only one that I I love this I the, I the backward lyrics on it just, yeah it sounds really freaky and weird, and it works. It's weird and it's creepy, but it's cool. And it wasn't until I got a computer that I was able to actually hear the backward lyrics by actually playing the tracks in reverse. Yeah. And I forget. They said something stupid. It wasn't even anything like satanic. No, it's not. Brian Brian asked if that's the voice I use on Halls of Horror. No, actually, I've never used the, I've never used the Lemmy voice at, the, at HOH. <laughs> You, your, oh, let me character. your throat would go. Uh, yeah, I I actually, oh, yeah. One of my D&D characters is actually based off of Lemmy. Nice. And he, he was a dragonborn, and he played a bass lute. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and he, and he just spoke in low tones. <laughs> yes, I made a character in D&D based off of Lemmy. It's a fucking cantrip, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Anyway, fucking, that's a great fucking, that, that's great. <laughs> 
If I ever do a D&D character, I'm ripping that off. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, I saw the captain sheet. I'll give him to you. Oh, fuck. Next is, um, like I talked about on the last album, Motorhead's fucking ballads mm-hmm. are wonderful. Mm-hmm. And this is a great song. It's called Love Me Forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool three, four, uh, three, four times signature feel. A little off kilter. And... Lemmy writes beautiful fucking songs. It is beautiful. Yes, it is a good song. I mean, look at some of the stuff he wrote with Ozzy. That, that's oh, yeah. come up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll yeah. come up. It'll come up. Um, look at some of the shit he wrote with Ozzy. I, I mean, I think he had a hand in writing Road to Nowhere. Yes. Which that, is that one, one of my all-time favorite Ozzy songs. There were... I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up now. There were four mm-hmm. that he wrote that went on the No More Tears album. Yeah. Yeah. And he said and he said it was he made more money with those four songs than I think he said his yes. entire career. He, he said he said Sharon called him up, said, hey, would you mind if I give you X amount of dollars? Will you would you mind writing some songs for Ozzy? And he said he had like six or seven songs. And then he said he goes he made more money doing yeah. that. Than he did in 15 years in Motorhead. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the sales of of Motorhead's stuff, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Lemmy, when Lemmy died, he was not a fantastically wealthy man. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, I mean, the, the legacy is much larger than what the sales mm-hmm. would lead you to. Lead oh, you to true. Believe. Yeah. Next is another love letter to Los Angeles, <laughs> Angel City. Yes. Because yep. Lemmy, for years, made his home in L.A. Mm-hmm. Above the rainbow. Yep. Yep. <laughs> in fact, uh, we, we, I, we, we really should talk to my friend Jeremy about doing a road trip to L.A. Because we can get to L.A. for about 300 bucks a person. Is his, is his apartment like preserved or has somebody moved in? I don't think anybody's ever moving into that. But the back deck at the Rainbow Bar and Grill mm-hmm. is called Lemmy's Lounge. Mm-hmm. They have a bust of him in there, don't they? Yeah. A yeah. statue. A statue. They have a statue yeah. of him yeah. there. And, uh, like, there's a there's a video game machine that you're not allowed to touch because Lemmy's got, like, all the fucking high scores on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it's good shit. Next is a song called Make My Day. Pure Motorhead brilliance. Yep. Yep. Speaking of absolute brilliance, Mm. track number nine, (laughs) a minute and a half of love and respect to Joey, Johnny, Dee Dee, and Marky. Yes. R-A-M-O-N-E-S, R-A-M-O-N-E-S, Ramones. Starts fast, ends quickly, mm-hmm. and just all that in the middle. Yep. Yeah. And, and the Ramones covered it, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. <laughs> the Ramones did a good and, job. And, and, and did a good job with it, too. One of them one of them said it was like, they were like so honored. It was like, having John Lennon write a song for you, for Christ's sake. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah, I'm the, I, I can't be mad at that song. No. Track number 10, Shut You Down. Yep, another great song. Phil's can't go ahead. I didn't like this one that much. I just, I this is probably still going back to the first time I heard it. I just, mm. this one was a no. 
I, I I love this song. Phil's guitar playing is so clean and precise. Uh, I mean, and that that's just it's a recurring theme. His his playing is fucking pristine. Mm-hmm. And the album ends with a beautiful, beautiful tribute to British soldiers in World War One. Yeah. The title track, 1916. I, when I read this, I think he said, this song and the Nightmare Dreamtime was about the Battle of Somme. Okay. And and I, I didn't know. It, it, like 19,000 British mm-hmm. soldiers killed in like a matter of hours. The day not yet over and 10,000 slain. And and he and and they said that he well, he said, you know, like two towns. Two towns, the whole generation wiped out, wiped, wiped out. All the men. Yeah, incredible. Um what I've got for this one is brilliant, beautiful and heartbreaking. Yeah, it's, it's a, Oh yeah. It's a wonderful song. Yeah, and just the story of of two people that went in and that was it. You know, the tribute to two people that had died during the war. Yeah. Um, we all volunteered and we wrote down our names mm-hmm. and we added two years to our ages. Which was common. Yeah, very yes. common. Um, yeah. Unbelievably good album. Unbelievably mm-hmm. good way to end the album. Sabaton. Normally, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm like, don't fucking do Motorhead covers. <laughs> um but Sabaton does a fucking amazing mm-hmm. cover. Really? Of 1916. Yeah. Uh, and actually, Phil and Phil and Mickey are in the video. Nice. Oh. And they're walking down the street carrying a picture of Lenny. Oh, Jesus. I think I remember seeing that video. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. I'll post a link mm-hmm. to it. And the, like Sabaton's version of this, is yeah. Really Sa- good. Sabaton, they're very, they're, they do, they do, they do what the the military metal, yeah. What they do, what Five for Your Dent Punch wants to do, yeah. And and you know, with integrity mm-hmm. and reverence, yes. Um, I, I I love this album. Um, what do you give it, Bill? Solid ten. Yeah, not even screwing around. Nine and a half. Ten. It is my it is my favorite Motorhead album of all time, and it would take a lot to to topple that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I it I'm right there with you. This is my favorite Motorhead album ever. Next, we come up to the tenth official studio album, March or Die, released in August of 1992. This is gonna get easier as we run out of albums. There it is. And this one's a little uh, this one's a little different as far as your uh, your cast of characters. We have Wurzel and Wizzo on guitar. Mm-hmm. Lemmy, of course, on bass and vocals. Mm-hmm. And most of the drums are handled by mm-hmm. Mr. Tommy Aldrich. When it's not Tommy, I'll inter- I'll I'll yeah. let you know. Yeah, most of it was Tommy. Mm-hmm. Great fucking drummer. 
you you know played with Ozzy, Black Oak, Arkansas, White Snake. Um, you know, Tommy Aldrich is a fucking killer drummer. Opens up with a song called Stand. Mm-hmm. And no, it's not like R.E.M. Exactly. <laughs> but again, better version of yeah, my Great song, great song. Yes. Not a Fermanese version. Better song. Better song, wonderful song. And this now, song had like a, a bluesy feel to it. Well, I mean, I mean, a lot of Motorhead yeah. has a bluesy feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I gotta give that one a yes too. I like I like the song. Yes. Next is a rare misstep in my estimation <laughs> from Motorhead. I couldn't believe when I heard this. I was like, what? They do a cover of Cat Scratch Fever. Yeah. Uh, I what do you got, Bill? I think it's better than the original. Oh no way. Oh yeah. I, I mean, you're you're entitled to your opinion, and I'm never gonna fucking shit on an on an opinion. That's praising Motorhead. Yeah. What do you got, Jim? I was actually shocked to hear it, but I did like Nugent's better. Uh, you see, I I gave this one a no because, it, and this is, so far, this is the first no from me mm-hmm. throughout this deep dive. Uh, and maybe it's down to the fact that I'm too familiar with the original, I'm too used to the original, but I didn't. I didn't really dig this. Ted Nugent didn't either. Uncle Ted called it "cat scratch fever blisters." <laughs> I'm not gonna go that far. Uh, but I, I think I think Lemmy sings it with uh, m- more heart. But it's. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's not the worst thing I've heard. No, it's definitely no, not. You're, but, you're correct. But, but, but again, I, I like this one. I love this version. I, I, hey, I'm not going to, like I said, I, I'm not going to say, I, I, I'm also a fan like Johnny B. Good by, by Judas Priest, which nobody likes. Oh, yeah. You see me? I love when, when bands do these covers of things you just would not expect. I think they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. And they knocked it somewhere. <laughs> they they knocked it. They knocked it somewhere. Might let me might have knocked something loose on this one. Mm. Uh, next is another great anti-religion Motorhead song. Yes, and a wonderful palate cleanser to what we just listened to. <laughs> um, the song is called "Bad Religion," and no, it's not that shitty Godsmack song either. Uh, it's another good song. Or the band. Yeah, they're not shitty. No, I know. They're going to be down in Philly. I know, we talked about yeah, this. Yeah, with Social D. Yes, I know. Yeah, dude, that's a good punk rock show. Mm. I got to talk to Tyler about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good punk rock show. I said it's a good song. Okay, don't hit yeah, me. Yeah, no, no, good. I'm not going to hit you. I'm just getting warmed up. <laughs> I'm just getting, yeah, I'm getting warmed up. What do, you, what do you think? I enjoyed this song as well. All right, me too. This is classic Motorhead. Like I said, yes, and like I said, a good palate cleanser. Now, track number four, Jack the Ripper. Yeah, this is a nice groove song. It had a, it's greasy. Yeah, I love I love when Motorhead goes into that groove territory, where it's not the blues, is that something else? And I love the song. Yeah, to do that. It's yeah, just yeah. Grimy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I like any song about Saucy Jack. <laughs> Saucy Jack. You know the new Spinal Tap movie that's coming out. Yeah. I hope they do. I hope they actually flesh out Saucy Jack. Man, well, we'll see what they do. The uh. For those that don't know, 
in the original This Is Spinal Tap, they there's a, a bit where they're talking about the musical that they wanted to do based on Jack the Ripper. Oh, dear Lord. Called Saucy Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I would be so down with that. Um, track number five. This has Filthy Animal on drums. And this is one of the songs that he wrote with Ozzy. And it was the first Motorhead tune that uh, Suddenly Found covered. I did Lemmy's parts. Doug did Ozzy's parts. It's called I Ain't No Nice Guy. Now, do you know who did guitar on this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Slash did the solo. Yes. Slash did the solo. Yeah. yeah. And it was a mistake because Phil Campbell is a much better guitar player than Slash. Okay. But... But iconic. You have three just icons of that year. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. Now, you said you got uh, his autobiography, White Line Fever. Yes, I haven't listened to it yet. Okay. He tells a story, and once again, this is from Wikipedia, but it says from his autobiography, I guess the the first single that came out was March or Die. Am I correct? I believe so. Okay. This song, I Ain't No Nice Guy... I mean, you got Ozzy at the peak, you know, you got Slash, you know, around his peak, and they wanted to push, th- th- this was getting radio play. Yeah. And they wanted to push this song. And they were under Sony, but they were under, like, a subsidiary of Sony, I think it was like WTG or something like that. Yeah. And Sony basically said, uh, fuck off. They, they wanted to make a music video. 50, they said, we just want 15000 Let us make a music video. And Sony was like, no, nah, we're using this uh, company kind of like a tax write-off. So Motorhead scrounged together $8,000, made a video. Ozzy and Slash came down to be in the video. And he said, you know, it didn't come out great, but he goes, MTV wouldn't play it because Sony took three fucking weeks to sign off on allowing MTV to play it. Cocksuckers. The record industry is, is mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's the most disgusting, corrupt, sleazy industry in the world. The next song is the one that was a single. That's right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. But anyway. Yeah. I Ain't No Nice Guy. Wonderful song. Yes. yes. Yep. me writes great fucking ballads. Mm-hmm. And his collabs with Ozzy are always great. As is evidenced by the next track. Mm-hmm. I'm living on an endless road around the world for rock and roll. Sometimes it feels so tough, but I still ain't had enough. Hellraiser. The baseline line is just fucking... Yep. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I love what Mike Innes did on Ozzy's version mm-hmm. on the No More Tears album. But to hear that Lemmy growl... Mm-hmm. This this just sets this song. This off. is a better version than Ozzy's. I agree wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Yes. See now, what he should have done as far as a guest guitar player is he should have got Zach Wild to come in and cut solo. <laughs> Ooh, damn. <laughs> you know, because I mean, Zach is at least on Phil's level. Mm-hmm. Well, Hellraiser, no, Hellraiser wasn't Slash. Yo, no. you were talking about the one before, right? Yeah. But if you're gonna get a guest guitar player to come in and play a solo. Mm. Get Zach to come in and play on Hellraiser and leave Slash away from anything Motorhead. He's on another song. <laughs> on, the, on this? Yeah. 
which oh oh yeah you better run yeah mm-hmm. we'll get to that one. yeah yeah um i even ha- i have better than the aussie version for this one too it is. Uh, and this was used in the Hellraiser 3 movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. And a video of him playing against Pinhead. Yes. <laughs> fucking Lemmy. Uh, he's the one guy I would take over, take in a fight over a fucking Pinhead. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Number seven, Asylum Choir. Yep, another good song. Enjoyed this one as well. I, I, I did, yeah, I did too. Yeah, this this uh, this album was a wonderful successor. Yeah, the, uh, the, what you know, essentially, we're all in the asylum. Mm-hmm. We just don't fucking realize it. Is what this song's about. And I love the time tempo change going into the solo. Hmm. That's a nice. It's just a nice, a nice fucking snap your neck time change. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Too good to be true comes next. Another good Motorhead song. Yep, Motorhead 101. Oh, this yep. was math for me. I'll explain at the end of the of the album, but this it, this didn't have the Motorhead feel for me. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I thought it did. This is def- yeah. I thought this I thought was Motorhead 101. Uh, track number nine, featuring Slash. Why I don't know. Uh, maybe he had good. Maybe he had, he had good speed. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, song's called "You Better Run." Yeah, this was a nice straight-up blues song. Yeah, you're oh yeah, damn right, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Meh. <laughs> Number ten. A good fuck you to a bitchy woman. Mm-hmm. Tracks called "Name in Vain." Okay. Don't you use my name in vain? Yeah, this is another great was, song. I wonder if this was about Samantha Fox. No. Because this is about the time that they were... No, nah, I think they were more in the 80s. Like, late 80s, yeah, 80s you're, 70, I think you're right. You're, I think you're right. You're right. But this which, is a, a fuck you to a bitch. I, which, I, which I can't fucking believe. This is... <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> and it ends with the title track, March or Die. Yeah, this sounded like a successor to 1916, didn't it? Yeah. It was like a, almost like a, a sequel to it. It had that, that plottingness to it. And which is, you know, just saying, what's your, you march or die, you know, just, and, I, and again, it's just, I, it was a wonderful song. Yeah. I, I, I gave it a meh. Mm. Well, I, I know you don't like ministry. On the album Psalm 69, there's a song called Scarecrow. Okay. It sounds almost the exact same. And I looked at when these albums came out. They came out within weeks of each other. The Ministry album and, and, and this album. But Scarecrow, in the beginning, kind of like this. Okay. I was like, wow, this, that's what hit me. But it was a good song. I, I, know, I know this album, from what I read, was it just... Was, people didn't like it because they thought the Motorhead sold out. Exactly. Which I'm like, how? It didn't... I, I don't know how they they got the no because they he collaborated with Ozzy maybe no I I don't know but they they, they said this was like the sellout album it's like I don't understand where they even got that no I don't get I don't get that either I thought their sound was different on this album there's so much Motorhead goodness on it there. was different but it was more evolved as well right you're correct you know you're correct 
Longer songs. I I give this like I said I gave this one a meh. Mm. Um, what I put on it was it could have been better with a full band arrangement yeah. instead of the stripped down 1916 idea. Because mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. I yeah. think this was kind of like kind of conceived as a sequel yeah. to 1916 uh, in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. What do you give the album, Bill? I gave this one an 8.75. Okay. I'll go seven. You and I are simpatico this week. Why? I'm going seven on this one as well. Really? Yeah. Not to worry. I'm sure I'll be in the. I'm sure I'll be worse off later on. Possible. Possible. Next is the eleventh studio album, mm-hmm. Bastards, you which is what I bastard. do. Which is what I do. You called me a bastard, didn't you? Um, released on October twenty second of nineteen ninety three. And now we have Wurzel and Wizzo on guitars, Lemmy on bass and vocals, and the debut of Motorhead's final drummer, the incredible Mickey D. Mm-hmm. I've been a fan of Mickey D's drumming since well before his time in Motorhead. When he was the drummer for King Diamond hmm. is when I was first introduced. I was first introduced to Mickey D when I bought them. Okay. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, actually, when I saw the video for Welcome Home, and the next day I went out and bought them <laughs> on vinyl. And I've been a fan of Mickey D's ever since. The dude is fucking amazing. He's now playing with the Scorpions. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, you know, because there, there is no Motorhead without Lemon. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. So that's what Mickey's doing now. Anyway, this is this first song. Go ahead. Weird thing about this album. It was... <clears throat> it was... The record, this record label was out of Germany. Yeah. And... It was only promoted in Germany. Yeah. If you wanted to get it here in the U.S., it had to be like an import. Yeah. I find that really, really odd that you would sign with a label that would do something like that to you. Well, I mean, a lot of times when you're a band like Motorhead, those are your options. Mm -hmm. And you you sign, you you get on a label on, on, well, for us, an overseas label. Uh-huh. Like a British label or a German label or whatever. Quiet Riot in the beginning did the same thing. Our first two records were only like Japanese releases. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The two there's two two Quiet Riot albums with Randy Rhodes on guitar, and they were only released in Japan. Huh. You could find them now. On, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you could find them the stuff now online, but what you hope to do in those instances. Is you get you sign with the overseas label and hope that you gain some traction and get a distro deal. Mm-hmm. So like Sony picks you up and distributes you, mm-hmm. which Motorhead had distro deals for most of their career. It's the same as an independent label in the U.S. Like Mushroomhead is a perfect example. 
Um, like they started their own record label. Mm-hmm. They started Filthy Hands, but they were distributed through Universal. Got you. Got you. So you 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 look for a distro deal. All right. So the first the first song of the album, "On Your Feet or On Your Knees." It's punk speed metal. I just a lot of effects in the middle, but good. Yeah. Com- it, 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 compared to the last album, this one is like we're back to form, in my opinion. They're hard, fast, just blasting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a great song, and it, it's about once again the media feeding you what they want you to know. Yep. Track number two, burner. So that was just fast and in your face. I know. Yeah, killer song. It was awesome. And, and, and like the music embodies. The, uh, the 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 embodies the anarchy in the lyrics in this. It's fucking fast. It's straight ahead. It's balls out. It's motorhead. Mm-hmm. Love this shit. Track number three, Death or Glory. I said this is the song you have when you're playing Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like this, yes. is, this is what you have playing in the background to get you in that. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And this is motorhead doing motorhead things again. Yep. 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 So, this is like. Uh, if, if this was another one of those things where if you went into the AI bot and said, write me a Motorhead song, you may come up with this. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Don't give them any fucking ideas. <laughs> I, I think Mickey and Phil will kill people. Anyway, track number four. I love this riff. It's so fucking greasy. Yeah. Oh, I am the sword. Like fast and loud. Exactly. Like this, 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 is, this album, I mean, so far is is really good. Exa- yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's such a great song, and the, you know that that guitar riff is just fucking killer. Mm-hmm. Next is a great live song. There's video out there of Ding doing this at Walkin mm-hmm. with fire dancers. No shit. <laughs> yes. They have, fun, they have you know, these hot-ass fire dancers come out on stage, <laughs> and they play Born to Raise Hell. Yeah. Oh. This is one of my, this is my favorite song on the album. Just like, oh, and I love this song in general. It goes on to mixtape. Oh, yeah. Um, next, we're going to talk about track number seven. It's called Bad Women. Mm-hmm. Great bass line in there. <laughs> This this song reminded me because we it wasn't it was a single I think would have been a rock and roll but it wasn't it was Cradle to the Grave it wasn't it was like a B side probably that never made an album right this song reminded me of Cradle to the Grave that makes sense yeah it it sounded like that and I loved it mm-hmm. what do you got I, well, <laughs> this whole fucking album is incredible I, it, it, this is in my opinion well I love the song. Did I loved it? Loved it. All right. Speaking of songs, I absolutely love on this album. Mm-hmm. Track number eight, we have "Liar." Yep, it's a nice groove song. Absolutely, just perfect. And another "fuck you to religion." <laughs> uh, that seems to be a recurring theme with, with Mister Kilmister. Mm-hmm. Number nine, "Lost in the Ozone." Oh, I felt this song at an emotional level. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, there's very few songs that I like that really get to me, like you know, one by Faster Pussycat and Angel. Mm-hmm. But this is another one that just hits me. It was like I felt emotional about this one. Yeah, 
I don't know what it was. It just it really hit me. Wow. Uh, Brian says Miller probably plays Barry White while playing Call of Duty. Yeah, because no, that's not Barry White. <laughs> Can't get enough of your love. I don't. Yeah, they don't. No, how are you gonna hear people coming if you're listening to music? You need to have the headphones on so you can hear. Where See, people. the worst part is I made the Call of Duty thing. I don't play Call of Duty. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I play retro arcade games. This newfangled stuff is for kids. Oh dear God! What are uh, you? I, anyway, I, I have. It's a nice change of pace. Lemmy writes great ballads. Yes. Track number ten. I'm your man. This is good old rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Grimy Motorhead yep. blues. Greasy. Mm-hmm. Greasy. Track number eleven. We bring the shake. This had a very space rock feel, which I thought was like for '93. It was weird, but I enjoyed it. He he kind of went Hawkwind on. Yeah, this. it was like it was like yeah. this very retro feeling song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Motorhead, they definitely do bring the shake. Yeah. Yes. I, I, one of the best live bands I've ever seen. Um, they were unfucking believably good live. Mm. And to think that that much volume <laughs> and ferocity can come from three people mm-hmm. just fucking blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the the album ends with a song called "Devils." See, this was my only man on the album. I really didn't. It was just really wasn't really solid to me. I liked it. I I liked it too. I oh, thought it was okay. a good way to close out. And this is the only album. That the album name was not a song. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. What? Which one was it? Okay, this was Bastards. Bastards. Which is Phil Campbell's current band. Oh. Phil Campbell and the Bastards. No shit. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. Uh, so that's Bastards. Good fucking record. Uh, what, what do you give it, Bill? It's a solid, fast album. Very good with the very notable exceptions. So I gave it a 7.5. Okay. Except for the one shitty song, I'm going 9. I went with an 8. Okay, because I, I just... This, to me, compared to the album before, I was like, wow. This was fast and in-your-face. Yeah, it's a very in-your-face album. Um, album number 12 on the retrospective. Sacrifice, mm-hmm. released on March 27th of 1995. And we have our same cast of characters from the last album. Mm-hmm. What's notable about this album is, of course, we have Lemmy on bass and vocals, Phil Campbell on guitar, Mickey D on drums, and his last appearance with Motorhead, Wurzel. This oh. is Wurzel's last album. Mm. Opens up with the title track, Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. This is a violent, violent song. <laughs> Musically, it's fucking abrupt and in your face, and it's off kilter, and it's jarring, and I love it. And that's part of the reason I didn't like it. It sounded like it was three songs being played at the same time. I, I, I just I just didn't care for it. Oh. This is like this is one of the first times 
where they were really taking advantage of Mickey D's mm. skills and his ability to play polyrhythms and off-kilter shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I fucking love it. The musician in me just geeked on this. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fairly good song. There's only, yeah. Track number two is an absolute fucking banger. Sex and Death. Yeah, this was a good one. I like this one. And I'm noticing after listening to all these albums, they're all these songs are sounding the same. <laughs> As I said, the, the, the ACDC I, of this movie. Yes, like, yes. Motorhead, Motorhead does what Motorhead does. I know. Yeah. And they do it very well. That I, I did enjoy the song. Track number three. Over Your Shoulder. What do you got? I, <laughs> once again. Yep. Motorhead. Standard Motorhead song. Yes. This was one that you... It just, this is when you want somebody to say, you want to hear what motor it is? This is it. Yep. See, now I got something different for this. Hmm? This reminds me of a Black Label Society riff. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I, I, like, I guess. When did they come about? Huh? When did they come about, Black Label Society? A little bit later on. Okay. But this sounds like something that would be, like, the, the guitar riff sounds like something right out of Zach Wilde's BLS playbook. All right. I mean, and then that's not a bad thing. Next is called War Tour War. Mm-hmm. This one got a meh from me. Yeah, me too. This sounded way overproduced. Like someone was in the booth just <laughs> fucking around with all the buttons. I would agree. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I got, I got. It's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't really, didn't really, it didn't, it didn't pump my nads, mm-hmm. as the kids say. No. Oh my. All right. Order and fade, order slash fade to black is next. This was another just nah. I just uh, didn't care for it. This was a no. I got uh, this one. I gave I gave it a marginal yes. It was weird. Well, what I got for it, what I got from it, is the verses are right out of a Black Sabbath song, and then it goes into a speed metal chorus. Yeah, it was. And the fucking talk about break your neck tempo changes. I know that, and that's what I think I didn't like about. I like that. I I, I like that. Next is a song that they wrote about Bill called Dog Face Boy. (laughs) Well, there. So I I was wondering who they wrote that about. I enjoyed this song. You would Dog Face. Wolf. At least he embraces it. Oh, oh God. Oh. Uh, this song has a nice groove. To yes, it, it does. does. All right. Moving on. All Gone to Hell. Yeah, this was like a, a right above Man Just Okay, but it was a better. It was it was a good song. Yes. I got. I gave this one a man. Mm-hmm. What about you, Miller? I, I'd have to go Matt as well. Yeah, I, I just got Not Their Best. Next is a different feel of a song, and it's a nice vehicle for Mickey D. Mm. Make them blind. Yeah, again, I just wasn't feeling this one, so I just gave it another meh. Yeah, the the, the, the drumming in this is off the fucking hook, though. Mm. Like, <clears throat> but like I said, nothing is 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 like standing out. Yep. Yeah. This uh, uh, we'll get to it at the end. Yeah. Um. Don't Waste Your Time is next, track number nine. 
I want to say I wrote pretty and sexy. I'm really not sure, though. Probably. <laughs> Whatever. Don't waste your time. Oh, shit. I got... This is just pure rock and roll. Yes. Mm. Track number 10. In Another Time. Just another... Just really unimpressed with it. Yeah. It's... it's. I don't know. I just... Just kind of there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it closes off with a song called Out of the Sun. Yeah. Just... Just kind of there. Just, I know. Yeah, it's... This whole album was really, for the most part, just unimpressive. Yeah. There wasn't anything on it, really, that I would put on a mixtape or, you know... It's almost like they just... Just... Put an album out to put an album out. You know, throw it, shit at the may, wall yeah, and see may, what I sticks. Mean, after the last two, which yeah. were, were brilliant. Yes. Three that were brilliant. I <laughs> <laughs> forget the order, but it, yeah, yeah, it was like this one was like, we're just going to write this one quick, throw it out there, and there you go. Yeah. Yep. What do you give it? I gave it a six. It's like just, it's motor, Motorhead, like it's almost an automatic five. And you got to fuck up a lot to just. Yeah, but I just didn't feel there was anything that... Yeah, nothing stood out. No. What do you got? Five. I gave it a six. Yeah, this is... Uh, uh, this is... Uh, I'm not going to say it's it's a bad album, but it's my least favorite so far, other so, than On Parole. Yeah, but On Parole is like... You, you can't count that. Yeah. Uh, you know, but this is my least favorite to this point. Yeah. Now, moving on to... The next one in the hit parade, their 13th overall studio release. Released on October 15th of 1996, we have what I actually thought was the sequel, uh, was the follow-up to 1916, Mm. because the other two were kind of buried. Yeah. Overnight Sensation. Yeah, one of the weirdest covers for an album, too. Lemmy with no facial hair. Right. (laughs) Phil's sitting there with a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> and a Mickey D that doesn't look like Mickey. Yeah, it was it was one of the weirdest covers. Yeah, it's it's uh it, it's a weird fucking record. Um we got Lemmy on bass and vocals, Phil Campbell on guitar, and Mickey D on drums. Mm-hmm. Starts off with a track called Civil War. Now, I'm trying to remember what fucking album it was, but I'm thinking this song is referenced to they were recording an album in Los Angeles when the Rodney King riots happened. Okay. And Lenny, Lenny you'll, in his autobiography, he says he came out of recording vocals and he goes to the lounge and he sees on TV this building burning. And he looks out the fucking window, and he can see the other half of the house. So he said the whole fucking block they were in was on fire. He said getting out of there was freaking crazy. Yeah, I know. I know. I read that, too. I can't remember which album it was off of, though. Yeah. If it was this one or not. No, it wasn't It wasn't this one, but I think that's maybe what this song oh, was okay. about. Yeah, this was a great opener, fast, yes. great guitar work. Oh, yeah. What do you got, Jim? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Punch in the face to start the record. <clears throat> I, 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 I dig this song. 
grimy, greasy, sleazy Motorhead song up next mm -hmm. called Crazy Like a Fox. Yep. And I, I like the song, and oh, God, I don't know what I wrote after that, but I like the song. Something's so good. It's yeah. It, it, it's, a, it's a very good song. Yeah. Um, the, I, Motorhead's really back to form on this mm -hmm. record. Oh, yeah. Um, except for the next song. Really? Uh, it's called I Don't Believe a Word. It's a bit long for a Motorhead tune. Yeah, I thought that too, but I don't think it wore out its welcome. It was, I thought it was, it was still really good, and I really enjoyed it. There's some cool bass lines in mm -hmm. it. There, there's some very cool bass lines in it. But, I, I mean, six and a half minutes for a Motorhead song. Ooh, yeah, I didn't realize is, it was that is, long. It's a, it's a little, it, it's, it's out of character for them. But yes. Like, like Bill said, it really doesn't wear out its welcome, but it's just out of character. Yeah, yeah. What do you got, Jim? What do you got on it? I, I enjoyed the song. I mean, but, but yeah, like he did say, it is. I didn't come to. The, I didn't even realize it was that long until I'm looking at it here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Next track number four, we have "Eat the Gun." You know, what fucking gun is he talking about? The one from "I'm So Bad, Baby, I Don't Care." I probably kiss the whip, eat the gun. <laughs> Tell me it ain't fair. Yeah. Midnight victim, hit and run. Yeah. yeah. But this had a very punk feel to it. Yes. Yeah. But it's it felt like a filler. Like they were just kind of coming in. It was like a jam session song, but it made it on the album. Yeah. That's kind of where it, it felt for me. Yeah. I got I got you. Yeah. I I I, I dug it. Um, it's back to back to Motorhead 101. Next is a super fun song, and it stayed in the live set for years. Overnight sensation. Now this is where they confused me, because I thought this was the end of the album. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, <laughs> pulling a fast one on me here. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a very good song, and uh, was the name of a, an E-Fed wrestler years ago? The Overnight Sensation. <laughs> yep. Yes. Oh I was, God. I was part of that Fed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my lord. I was part of that Fed. I wrote some of my best promos ever in that fucking Fed. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Uh, oh, wait. What the hell was the name of the faction that we were in? Oh, God. I was in so many different factions at one point or another. I know, Is I that know, the Royal Pains? No, it wasn't the Royal Pains. Uh, something... Uh, Night is like some sort of nights or something. Oh God, I can't re I can't remember anymore. Oh, the Praetorian Guard. Oh God, that I don't remember. Or was that another Fed? That might have been a different Fed. Oh, because I know you and I were in a faction together. We were in a faction together um, because basically it was just easier to work with people you knew because you wouldn't get fucked over. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I think Andy was in that fucking. Andy was in every Fed I think I was ever in. <laughs> We yeah. followed each other, and, and this was before I ever met Andy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was still in I was still in the army at the time. Yeah, I think we're yeah you were the overnight sensation. Yep, and I think at one point Harry the bastard. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh. And, and and in Andy in Andy's football league, I continued the fabulous bastards. <laughs> yeah. And my fucking, my avatar that Andy created for me was Vivian. Yes. Oh. Oh, God. Good shit. Um, uh, yeah, Overnight Sensation is a fantastic song. This stayed in the live set for a long time. And for a good reason. It's a, it's a you know, good, fun, 
good Motorhead song. Mm-hmm. Next is a song that proves that Motorhead does hair metal very well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love Can't Buy You Money. Yep, and it's a great song. Yes, it is. Yeah. I, I mean, it, if, if, if Motorhead were a hair metal band... Everything would sound like this. <laughs> yeah. But it was weird. Though, like the, the song is like reversed. You know, money can't buy you love. Love can't buy you money. Right. Lo- well, you know, love can't buy you money. Correct. He, he, Lem's not wrong. <laughs> Lemmy has great fucking advice. <laughs> if you listen. There's nothing admirable about becoming a dead legend. Mm-hmm. Broken. Yeah, this is a good one. Greasy, yep. slimple, and bluesy. Yep. Yeah. I, I I dig this song. Mm. <laughs> Wait, you didn't like it? No, nah, this one gets a meh. Okay. I'm remembering it. Next is a song called Them Not Me. Oh, this, this is speed metal at I its finest. I was going to say this was, yes. It's just, oh, I love that. This is per, uh, Motorhead Perfection. Yeah. See, I just, I mean, I like Thrash. And speed and thrash are two different things. When, when when you get speed in there, oh. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite stuff. It's good oh. stuff. This is fucking great. Um, next is a song that really showcases Phil Campbell's guitar playing. Mm-hmm. Murder Show. Yeah. It's another good song. Yeah. Yeah. Phil, Phil is such a fucking, like, overlooked guitar player. And like it's it's disgusting. It really is because <laughs> the guy is so fucking good. Oh, I agree. So, uh, the, the guitar work on all of his stuff is just incredible. Oh yeah, and and to think he did, you know, you know, he's he's playing the fast Eddie Clark stuff. Mm-hmm. He's playing stuff that him and Wurzel did together, and now he's doing it all on his own. Yeah, you know. Phil is such a great fucking guitar player. And he plays off of Lemmy so well. Mm. You know, like everything just fucking fit. To me, this is like, this is the best Motorhead lineup. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, this is like Motorhead's best lineup. And this was the lineup that they were with for the rest yeah. of their careers. Next is a song called Shake the World. Yeah, this is an all right song, but just nothing really impressive on it or yeah you know i'll tell you what's impressive on this song mm. mickey d's drumming mm. mickey just fucking slams that dude is a machine yeah i mean as i said the drumming overall is just i mean every everybody does their own parts well sometimes they just don't come together in the song i got you what about you miller i'm 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 gonna agree i mean at I'm sorry to say this, but at this point in time, almost every song is starting to sound the same. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, uh, do something. Says the Nirvana <laughs> fan. <laughs> Says the Pearl Jam fan. I'm just saying. It's like, hey, do something. Do something. <laughs> Dude, that was me Sunday watching that fucking Raiders <laughs> Holy shit. Anyway. Next is proof that Lemmy writes great hair metal once again. <laughs> Listen to your heart. Because it's calling to you. That's where my head went right away. I know. Oh, it's my like, God. But it's an all right, it's an all right ending. But, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it is hair metal. Yeah. Uh, this is a fucking hair metal song. 
This should have come out in 1987. <laughs> He's trying to keep it alive, man. Yeah. 90, in 90, well, their late 90s, man. Can you imagine? Let okay. me. Yeah. If this is 96? 96. Let me tell you something about 96 real quick. Because of last week's discussion, I watched Biodome. All right? Uh-huh. If I didn't know, okay, that that movie was made in 96, I would have thought it was a parody of how we acted in 96. Jesus Christ, what the hell was wrong with us? <laughs> My God. If he's trying to keep hair battle alive, please do. Can you imagine Lemmy with his hair? Oh, oh dear Lord. I, you know what? I, I, no. He, 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 I bet he's had it for a photo shoot now and again just as a shit and laugh. <laughs> yeah, with, with the Daisy Dukes. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Take it down now. <laughs> Get this shit out of my head. Well, say, what did you think of Biodome? Okay, I think it was a great premise. I honestly thought. Wait, wait, wait hold on. Let's let's do okay. the ratings on this. All right. What, what do you rate the album? Eight. I Eight? loved it. Oh. One, one or two does. I'm gonna go six and a half. I'm going eight. All right. All right. So now, what did you think of Biodome? Biodome. I thought the plot was great, and everybody's uh, everybody was fun all in it except for Pauly Shore and Stephen Baldwin. I really felt that they weren't I don't feel that they were acting. They weren't. No, but because it's like you saw Baldwin doing goofy shit and Shore nearly breaking every fucking time. And it's like and that was your best take. I but I'd love to see a movie like that with the same premise made now. Yeah. You know a fun part of it also, though, was when they went back to the 80s when they were teenagers and Paulie turned back into the weasel character. Yeah. <laughs> but they fucked up the continuity because Baldwin, as a child, had the braids. And then he had a spike haircut and then back to braids. Yeah. It just, like I said, I would love to see something like that done again. And Joey Lauren Adams, dear God, how, how those two nitwits got those hot girlfriends, that's Hollywood writing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the guy that played Walter Peck in Ghostbusters, yes, played the main scientist, and the little Easter egg in the movie, which I thought was great, was when he said, "There's always a magic word." <laughs> <laughs> Viva los biodomes! Oh God, that was I mean, oh Jesus! But did you want to free the mahi mahi? No, no. I honest to God, I honest to God again, they did not give me a better opinion of Paul Shore. But it also didn't give me a worse one either. <laughs> I fucking love Biodome. Oh, that is such God. a great movie. God no, that movie is so fun. I, I, I. Every time I see that it's on, I have to watch it. It's it's a wonderful film. It's 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 better than In the Army now. Yeah. It's pro- son-in-law in the army now. What the hell is Hollywood thinking? Giving Shore all this money. He was popular at the time. He was the weasel buddy. No. <laughs> was the weasel. Was the weasel. No longer the weasel. What about the Sino Man? Okay, that he was good in, but that he was still the weasel. Because he'd check out fresh nubs. Yeah. But then all of a sudden he cuts his hair and tries to be something else. And I tell you, every time I saw it, it's like Baldwin's doing his goofy shit in front of him, and he's nearly laughing every fucking take. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's like, I, maybe that, you know Baldwin was, Baldwin was high as at fuck. And I'm thinking, oh, if, dear if, Lord. If, if there was more than five, maybe the director just, you know, fuck it, we're choosing that one. Screw it. I don't care if he's laughing. <laughs> the hell with it. But it was like Paulie was next to breaking so much in that movie. Oh, yeah. He was probably stoned out of his gore. Oh, yeah, Paulie. Paulie was probably fucking wasted, too. Nah, I think he was more... I think they were both straighter than that, but I just think at, at some point they just... Again, if you recast those two, redo the movie... I would love to see that movie update because it's still topical today. Yeah, you know? except now we have to put EVs in. But were, were, we, were, were we that douchebaggy in 96 about saving the planet? Some people <laughs> Dear were. God. Some people were. <laughs> That's when the environmental shit really took off. Look at Al Gore. Oh, my he invented God. the internet. Yes, he did. And Man Bear Pig. No, no, no. <laughs> and his wife tried to silence my music. Yes. <laughs> Fuck Timber Gore. Hmm. I haven't got I haven't got the cricket bat out in a while. <laughs> All right, next album f- number fourteen, Snake Bite Love. This was released on March tenth of nineteen ninety eight. And, of course, we got Lammy, Phil, and Mickey. Mm-hmm. Opens up with a track called Love for Sale. And right away, the being the 80s child that I am, I thought of Bon Jovi's Love for Sale. Can't get no out of Bon Jovi reference, can you? <sighs> what? What's wrong with Bon Jovi? We've been over this over the past three fucking years. No Jovi. None. <laughs> I know our next deep dive. No, don't do it. Lisa, Lisa was gonna put Pretty Woman in the bucket. <laughs> Lisa, why would you do that to me? And what's wrong with that? I don't know. Anyway, love for sale. It's a, it's a great opener. Oh yeah, yeah great it's... start. I think Lemmy liked tours. <laughs> no, oh, I can't see that. I think let me like tours. Yeah, but I don't think he had to pay for it though. No, probably he got, he, not. He was at the point then where it was just like you know, I look like I look, I talk to you like I talk. I'll still come to your town and fuck your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You give him a guitar pick or something. <laughs> one of my favorite, one of my favorite pieces of memorabilia that I have is um, I have a oversized guitar pick signed by Phil Campbell. Oh wow! Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I got I, I bought that at uh at the Mayhem Fest I saw them at and got Phil to sign it. Holy shit. Yeah. Well how'd you get how'd you get him to sign it? Because he was doing a signing at his booth. Uh, the same way I got Kerry King to sign that poster. Got you. I I met Kerry King that day and he signed that poster. Got you. Yeah. Great shit. Um oh when we go upstairs, remind me, I'll show you the, the Phil Campbell guitar pick. Um next is Dogs of War. This sounded like Motorhead karaoke, and I was just not on board with it. Eh. I, I kind of liked it. I like the time signature shifts in it. Like I said, it's, it's by now it's it's okay. This is this is Motorhead. You act like that's a bad thing. Well, I'm not saying it's bad, but what? You'll smack me. No, I'm not gonna going smack to. me. <laughs> that may happen. Um, next is a, the title track, Snake Bite Love. Mm-hmm. All I have for this one, go ahead. Well, it's not bad. It just seemed to be like it was rushed written. I, well, all I, go ahead, Jim. Yeah. It's, 
I gave it a yes. I like this song. All I've got for this is they are Motorhead. They play rock and roll. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm also noticing he's using a lot of. Well, you know, after so many fucking albums, you are going to use the same type of words and lyrics in different songs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I did notice listening to 16 albums. Yeah, we only got seven more to go. Yeah. Um, next is a song called Assassin. This is one of my favorites on the album. Oh, shit. <laughs> what? Well... I said no to it, and it never came together, and it really had bad drum fills. See, I I disagree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I, I I like when they do stuff that's not straightforward, <laughs> because they do it very well. And this is another one that really showcases mm-hmm. what Mickey can do. All right, because it's not it, it, they they not everything they do is in straight ahead four four time, and Mickey's not just a straight ahead four on the floor drummer. What about you? Meh. Okay. You can both be wrong. I know. Take the Blame is next. Yeah, it has a very punk feel to it, but the time change really made it feel odd. Yeah. Um, what do you got, Jim? Uh, meh. See, I like this one. Um, It's another, you know, rock-solid Mickey D drum performance. And it's another indictment of politicians. Mm-hmm. Lemmy did that a lot. He railed against politicians yeah. and, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Next is a song called Dead and Gone. Yeah, this was like two songs. I enjoyed the fast song part of it, but I didn't like the slow song part of it. Really? Yeah. It's- what about you? I once again, this is a med. I I don't know. I don't know what it was with this album. It just sounded off, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. Well, like I said, you could be wrong. I know. I said Motorhead's ballads are always good. <laughs> you, know, you would to listen to Lemmy. You would never think he could write ballads the way he does. But he does. The ballads don't have fast parts. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. Listen to November Rain. That picks up. Uh, oh. Picks one, one, the one ballad out there. <laughs> Fuck you. I saw Red. That picks up. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. I've been hurt and I've been blind and I'm not sure that I'll be fine. But it does. It's not fast. It's picks picks up and fast are two different things. Don't hit me. It picks up the tempo. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're nervous since I got this. <laughs> I get a cricket bat right away. He wants to get fucking nervous. He just wants to get spanked. No. Oh, I need the big cricket bat for that. He's got a lot of ass. <laughs> Next is a song called Nightside. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't. Really? Yeah, I didn't See, like it. Go ahead, Jim. I know. I, I gave this a yes. I, it's, it's Lemmy doing Lemmy shit. Yeah. There's a cool bass solo underneath the guitar solo. It, you know, it's... It, mm-hmm. I liked it. All right. 
<sighs> Take advice from this. Don't lie to me. Okay. Next song. This is back to form. This was a good song. Okay. I, I, I felt almost like, okay, that now I'm listening to something good again on the album. But the, uh, yeah, and then they go to poop again. In my opinion. Wait your fucking turn, sir. <laughs> First the onesies, then the twosies. You fuck. Oh, there we go. Got it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, this is just good grimy rock and roll. You know? Uh, it's It's Motorhead. Then we have Joy of Labor. This one I did enjoy. No. Believe it or not. I, I, I meant it mostly because he put a U in the, the, I know. In the title. I know. And that's how he pronounced it. But, <laughs> Leba. No, but I'm kidding about putting a U in it. What? But, I'm looking at him. Sorry. I'm kidding about the. the I know. Thing, but, I know. But I know. again, I still say it's a meh. I, I, I agree. It's, it's a meh for me, too. Boy, what's happening here? Uh. Uh, this is a this next one is a, a, another this could have been a great Ramones song hmm. Desperate for You I like it it was a good song I enjoyed it meh this could have been like I said this could have been a really good Ramones song you can be convicted but he's not gonna hit you again not, he might oh, well he will but it's harder to do left handed he's lucky <laughs> See, because with the right, I can just flip it a little bit. <laughs> I'll flip you a little bit. There's two things between us, bitch. You're an opportunity. <laughs> In the immortal words of Mike Tyson, I'll fuck you till you love me. Anyway. Oh, didn't you ever hear that? Tyson. Oh, shit. Mike Tyson's doing a press conference. And uh, I can't go into all of it because Tyson says some really racist shit uh-huh. to a uh, to a white I think it's to a white reporter. Okay. Uh, and he tells him, "You can't live in my world. You can't fuck with the real man. I'll fuck you till you love me." Stuff like that. Oh my. Yeah. Uh, Brian's encouraging me to hit you, Jim. Well, piss off, Brian. Oh, because you're leaving work early tomorrow. No, you're not even reading it properly. Uh, go ahead, Eric. Hit Miller. He's leaving us early at work tomorrow on purpose. Oh. 3.30. 3.30 because I got sorry. a fucking doctor's I, appointment. I'm sorry. I read that wrong. And then, oh. and then, and then I'm taking the kids out to eat at Union Public House, and we're going to see the Four Horsemen, a Metallica tribute band that focuses on early Metallica. Yeah, you said about that. Yeah. And nice. I, I'm waiting for the Swedish uh, cover band, the Four Norsemen. That wouldn't be Swedish. Yeah, yeah, the Vikings for Swedish. No. <laughs> that would be the Finnish cover band. Or Norwegian. That's all the same. No, no it's not. not. No, Sweden, Finland, Denmark, and the other one, they're all the same. The oh. Netherlands? Yeah, no, Norway. <laughs> they all went to cold and the black metal and the music. <laughs> and the later hosen. All right, circle back. <laughs> Next song. Sometimes I think I would be better off dead. <laughs> That's the final song on the album, this, Better Off Dead. I did enjoy this song. Yes, fast and enjoyable. Yes. 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 Great closer, so much yes. energy. Um, what do you rate the album? Well, a great opener, great closer. Uh, it's like 
almost like a don't hit. I don't want to say shit sandwich because it's Motorhead. Yeah. But again, it's just like you know, it's six point five. Okay, it's barely above that other one that and like. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. What about you, Jim? I listen to every album twice except this one. And so I got to give it lower than a five. So it's going to be four and a half. I didn't enjoy this one. Heaven, whatever. And I don't know why. I I couldn't get into that album. I I gave it a seven and a half. Mm. It's not not the worst thing that they put out. It's not the best. Yeah. But it's not the worst. It was... There, there's nothing galling on it. There's nothing right. that makes me that I wanted to go no, mm. you know. All right, and the last one of this batch. We are Motorhead. Mm-hmm. Their fifteenth studio album, released on May fifteenth of the year two thousand, mm-hmm. and just so I have an excuse to put their pictures on the video. It's Lemmy Kilmister, Phil Campbell, and Mickey D. Mm-hmm. Opens know, with... Go ahead. Do you know why? Another reason I... That album was longer. That was like one of their longest albums. Yeah. Snake Bite Love. That's... Huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that one was four... It was it was 40-some minutes. Yeah, 45 Whereas minutes. Whereas the average Motorhead album is 30 and change. Yeah. Yeah. This, this one starts with a track called See Me Burning. This is just fucking ferocious. Correct. Yes. Speed speed metal once again. I yes. love that. I love when they take when they start doing that. When they speed it up. I just do that all the time. I know. Yeah. Well, no. When you got when you have a drummer like Mickey D and a guitar player like Phil Campbell and a bass player like Lemmy, you can do shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, the next song is called Slow Dance. Was this about a stripper? I believe it was. It was a misleading title. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it was a good song, though. Yes, it was. I, I actually gave this one a meh. Oh. This was a bit of a letdown after the after the opener. Well, yeah, I can see that, but yeah, it just oh, what a good song. All right, the next one is sage-like advice from Lemmy Kilmister. <laughs> Stay out of jail. Oh, God, I love this song. I know. Two thumbs up. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. And just the way it's, stay out of jail. <laughs> it's, just, it's almost like an afterthought he says it. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you say, Miller? Oh, I love this song. It, the ones compared to the last album, mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck changed. Like, I don't know. I can't explain how these two albums no, that's can, the who. can. Yeah, it was. That, that was that was that was a good one. <laughs> what I've got for this one is that it's a it's a really good song. Mm-hmm. Musically, the guitar part, the guitar riff reminds me of fucking "Stand Up and Shout" by Dio. Mm. Okay, all right. Just that same feel. Good shit though. Uh, next is Motorhead. It's like. Most of their covers are fucking fantastic. The exception was Cat Scratch Fever. Mm-hmm. This one's fucking great. It is good. God Save the Queen. Yeah, I don't think I've, I've heard a band yet that, that doesn't cover this one well. I really haven't. Well, it's 
the Sex Pistols. It's hard to do the Sex Pistols. Yeah, but worse than the Sex Pistols. <laughs> but, <again>, but Anthrax <laughs> is a great version of it. You know, once again, it's hard to do the Sex Pistols. Sex Pistols was awesome. Worse than the Sex we Pistols. We could do a deep dive on the Sex Pistols, Matt. We'll even include a fucking live album on that one. So <laughs> one? It, there's one studio album, one I live thought. album. Yeah. And, I, and I love, um, oh, what what was um, Lida's other project? PIL. Public Image. Public Image, yeah. I love that when they play this stuff on, on Sirius, man. It's, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm a big fan of Johnny Lydon, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but this version of God Save the Queen is fucking great. Is. And the video is awesome. I'm going around to the open top uh, bus. <laughs> I never saw uh, the video. I, saw, I, I remember pieces of it. But, oh, God. It, it's, yeah, it's just great. God Save the Queen. Show their, show their British roots. Because sometimes she, you forget that Motorhead's a British band. Yeah. I know I, know I did. Hey. Huh? <laughs> remember we did the American bands? Yeah. Oh, that's and I right. said, why wasn't Motorhead listed? He that's looks at right. me, they're not American, you idiots. That's right. <laughs> it's two fucking Brits and a, and a Swede. I think Mickey D is Swedish. He's, he's, he's one of them Norwegian fuckers. Or Finland. Or Scandinavia. He's Scandinavian of some description. Randy Scandi. Uh, He might be Randy. He's running around with Klaus Meiner and the Scorpions now. Uh, And he spent a lot of time with fucking with Lemmy. Uh, Next is one that describes Jim's brain out the lunch. Out the lunch all the time. Or describes just Jim with his blue blue back. No. Speaking of out the lunch, I thought of you today when I stopped for lunch because I went to Jersey Mike's. Yeah. But it was the wrong Jersey Mike's. I was at the one in right. uh, Yeah. I got my usual. I got an Italian. That's what I usually get with the with the the capicola and the prosciutto and the. I get the I get the red pepper relish as well. I don't get the red pepper relish. Oh, it's so good. No, I don't get the red pepper relish. Uh, no, Brian. They were not. They there was a couple albums that were that were uh, that charted in the U.S. but nothing certified. Um, in like in order to be certified gold in the United States, you have to sell a half a million copies. Platinum is one million. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Motorhead never did those kind of numbers. Um, they're they're kind of like Rush, where they're uh, a very popular niche band. Mm-hmm. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, but even on a, on an even smaller scale than Rush. But yeah, none of their stuff, none of their stuff, was certified in the United States. See, that's what shocked and, me about 1916. And a lot, but like everything was certified in the UK. Correct. But it's a much smaller scale. Yeah. In the UK, yeah. 1916 was that there was a point in music where everything just came together, and in that year, it was right before everything fell apart too. Yeah, it was right before fucking grunge. Yeah, it was like everything was like was. I mean, you had like the I think, um, no prayer for the dying was around that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Ozzy, even Guns and Roses with uh, well, Use Your Illusion one, one and two, two, the Black Album, the Black Album, yeah. Pearl Jam ten, Nirvana, Nevermind. Yeah, we're not going to talk about fucking grunge because grunge ruined but again, everything. The, the everything was like everything was firing on the, all the proper cylinders at one point in history. And then just went, 
Cylinder 4, which was grunge, mm-hmm. fucking misfired, and it took the whole engine out. Yep. That is how engines work, right? It could have if it, if, if it, that it was a catastrophic <laughs> failure. There the you piss, go. The piston shot right through the fucking block. Yeah. Dude, the, I will, the racket pinion. I will never that's forget. That's steering. I will never forget. We had a guy. This, this was, guy raced cars. This was a, a few years ago. Work on them. This guy came in with a, 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 an F-150 pickup, 3.5 turbo, you know, uh, engine noise and, 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 and burning oil, right? This thing drove. He drove it there. The piston was sticking out of the fucking engine block. It The connecting rod broke and, and it pushed through the block. The fucking thing drove. Whoa. whoa. So it, it, it was a six, okay? A three, yeah, five. Yeah. So five cylinders are operational. Yes. And this thing's sticking out. And a out. piston fired through the block. Sticking out of the side of the block. How is it retaining oil? I don't fucking know. Well, evidently it was losing oil, but it would. But you would think there would be a catastrophic oil loss. You would have thought. I will never when 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 the tech called me down and says you gotta fucking see this, and I went and I looked and I went. This guy fucking drove this here, dude. Uh, hang on, let's finish this. Yes, yes, yes. Let's finish the deep dive. It was just one of those things. That yeah. Went, Holy fuck. Anyway, what do you guys what do you guys got for out the lunch? What it's a good got? song. Yes, yeah. good song. Motorhead 101. Yes. Track number six. Wake the dead. <laughs> this one. It's not suicidal tendencies. No, it's still good. It's still good, though. Oh, yeah. I love love Mickey's playing on this. Yep. Uh. Next is a bit long of a song, but it's a cool change of pace. Mm -hmm. Motorhead writes great fucking ballads. Yeah, this is a slow one. A real one. One more fucking time. Mm Mm-hmm. A real, a real ballad. Yeah. Yes. This is, it is With no up-tempo. Listen, Mush. <laughs> you said it, not me. Listen, Mush. Anyway, I, I really dug that song. I, that's one of my favorite ballads for Motorhead. Um, next is a song called Stage Fright, Crash and Burn. This would have fit on any earlier Motorhead Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yes. a good, it's a good song. Yes. yes. Fantastic. Yep. Next is a song called Wearing Your Heart on Your Sleeve. This, for me, was a misstep. It really seemed like a freestyle rap. Kind of. It was, Yeah, it was just so weird. A hip, 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 a was he freestyling? It's not terrible, but it wasn't. It, I just, yeah. It, and the final track on the album is Ace of Spades Part 2. I mean, We Are Motorhead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we Are Motorhead. Mm-hmm. Good, good closer. Great closer. And, and, and the title. And it's Ace of Spades Part 2. Yeah. I enjoyed it. The, the, the riff is similar. Mm-hmm. The the tempo is similar, you know. It, everything is very similar yeah. to Ace of Spades, yes. and it's their Motorhead. It's their Motorhead. It's their. Mo- I had a fucking aneurysm there. <laughs> had a slight aneurysm. <laughs> it's their fucking mantra. They are Motorhead. They play rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you give the album? I give this in in the Motorhead German acht Eight point five. 
Eight. Eight. I won seven. This was a little weaker than some of the other stuff, but it's still a damn good record. When, when they, whenever they put a track on there that I, like, stay out of jail, it's like, Dude. going through this, I am going to make a Motorhead mixtape of all my absolute favorite Motorhead songs, <laughs> except anything off of 1916, because it'd be the whole fucking album. The whole, al- the whole album goes on. <laughs> so I was like, that's the one I skip. But it's like, this one is awesome. All right, now... We've got one week left of the Motorhead Deep Dive. And then it's back to business after Christmas. Mm-hmm. After. Uh, <laughs> hole hole coming. Yeah. Where are the holes coming to? Hole hole. Can't turn a hole into a housewife? Holes <laughs> don't have a ride. That's gonna, it's going to be a gonna be a wonderful Christmas. It's on a Monday? Yeah. I got a four day weekend. I, I don't have I don't have a full day of uh, a full week of work now for the rest of the year. Just the way things line up. Yeah, same here. Is yeah. it on a Monday? Yep. Yeah, Christmas is on a Monday. Oh shit! So I get Friday off for mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. Uh huh. Christmas Eve is actually Sunday. Well, the Christmas is Monday. The twenty second is yeah. Yep. And I got I got half days for the next two Fridays. Uh, yeah. And then I've got, uh, you know, another week, and then we play our New Year's Eve show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're, it's going to be – I'm going to be busy, but I, I'm not going to have a whole lot of uh, – like, I'm not going to be doing a whole lot of actual work. Work. Yeah. Because I'm going to have days off. But it's all good. Well, I'm, I listen to the albums while I'm placing orders at work. Nice. So it's, I got my headphones on. I'm doing my orders and then writing down notes real quick. See, I I listen to them. Like what I'll do, what I've done this past week is I would say, okay, today I'm gonna listen to one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would listen to them while I'm driving, and then as not a palate cleanser because I really don't need it for Motorhead, but to not burn my ears out, then I put an audio book on. <laughs> So that's I, what I mean. Yeah, I listen to these section of albums out of order. Oh, okay. I actually, because I knew, I knew I was gonna love 1916, so I listened to it last. Yeah. There was no point in throwing that in the middle. Yeah. I can see that. So, yeah. the final week of our Motorhead deep dive, we have seven albums to do. Mm-hmm. Hammered, Inferno, Kiss of Death, Motorizer. The world is yours, aftershock, and their swan song, bad magic. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to play along, there you go. Uh, let's see what we're doing, how we're doing time wise here, boys. Yeah. Uh, we're an hour and fifty in, mm-hmm. so I think we could call it. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So that was week two of the Motorhead deep dive. Um, I hope you guys are playing along. I hope you guys are digging it. Um, I'm gonna do some work this week and sort out the fucking sound issues. <laughs> um, I don't know what the hell's going on, but uh, I'll fix it. I, I, I'm, I'm semi-intelligent, I think. I, I, as long as you think so. A 7-8. Seven, 7-8? Eight. Seven, eight? Yeah. 7-2-8. Seven, seven, no, no. Like a 7-8. Like a okay. You know, on a 50 scale. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like intensities, intensities. Jesus Christ. I fucking hate this guy. Look, I couldn't do any better. Look, after the new year, I may be taking applications for new co-hosts. No, you won't be. 
Okay, I won't. <laughs> All right, fellas. Up on uh, up until. Click, click, until click. next week. Ring. This has been Oh No Not Them. I'm Eric. I am league champion Bill. Oh. Yet to be determined. <laughs> and I'm Jim. Fuck all y'all. See you later, <laughs> bitches.